start in the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs. And as I've already forestated, Proverbs, we're going to be in the fourth chapter in the book of Proverbs. Uh, as if we've already forestated, this has been a very challenging week for for me. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, our God always prevails. God always prevails. And we're able to, to, to stand in, in, uh, uh, in, in faith and trust and belief in, in our God. Amen. And so, uh, uh, situations and circumstances and, and uh, what God is doing. And it's, it's so important that we as a body begin to, to acknowledge and look at and examine why things happen as they are. Um, I, I, last Sunday, I asked God a, a question. And this was at home. Well, well really, I, I was pondering some things in my mind. And uh, and I remember walking through the house, and, and God said, I'm going to show you your weaknesses. And I said, okay, God. And he has not yet elaborated on that, but he did give me that. So, uh, And then as I proceeded through the week, uh, once again asking God questions, and it's okay to ask God questions. There's nothing wrong with that. So then he, he, he gave me this from uh, Proverbs chapter number 4, and I think it's a, it is a benefit for the body of Christ. Chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 23. Uh, when I begin to question God and ask God you know, uh, situ- about situations and circumstances, and he says to me one word, because all week, I mean, I'm like, God, I need to hear from heaven. I need to hear what you need to give to your, to your people, because people face situations and circumstances in their life. And so he says, this one word he gave me, he said, the title of this message, call it life. L-I-F-E. You call it life. Life. Now, Proverbs chapter number 4, beginning reading at verse number 23. Verse 23 says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it... Are the issues of what? The issues of life. So he says we've got to, in life, we've got to keep our heart. So to keep means we have to guard our heart. We have to protect our heart. And there's a reason why we have to protect our heart. There's a reason God puts such emphasis on guarding the heart. That there's a reason behind that. So when we look at the heart, when we, when we look at the heart, now we must understand, and, and God revealed this to me, that, that the heart is like a, a depository. Uh, what's happening here, God deposits things into our heart. Our, a depository is a place where things are kept in, uh, secretly, or uh, kept from uh, the, the hands of those that want to take the, that which you have. And in this case, spiritual is the enemy. Because see, here in, in, in chapter number four in the book of Proverbs, I want to read uh, verse number two. Because here, um, is Solomon is speaking. He's, he's giving words of wisdom. And what he is talking about is instructions. Uh, verse two says, For I give you good doctoring, forsaking not my law. So, what God is saying here, he says, 
He's releasing the word. He's giving instructions to his children. And he wants to make sure we get good doctrine. Then we get good teaching. There's a lot of teaching that goes on out there in the world. And it is not good sound doctrine. Not good sound teaching. So when we, when we, when we look at the situation and hear the things that are being taught. When we know what God's word says, we cannot be led astray. So many people are being led astray. And, and one thing I, I do want to touch on, and I, and, and I pray that it never, ever be a part of this house. When, when it comes down to God, God does not see color. God doesn't care whether you're black, white, purple, or green. God is a spirit. And we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. On Wednesday night, we had made some CDs. And I don't know how many of you were able to listen to that CD. And I understand that there were some minor problems. But, but we will get with you on those, on those CDs. It's just important that you hear a, a message that was, that was shared. It was given to me. Someone called me up and told me, you need to hear this. And, and it was a powerful thing. So we've got to have good, sound doctrine. We have to have good, sound doctrine. We've got to make sure what's poured into us is what's going to keep us through our end days until Christ returns. He says, he's talking about good doctrine. Then he says, forsake ye not. We cannot forsake the teachings that God has given unto us. And then verse 4 says in Proverbs chapter 4, he says, he taught me also, and he said unto me, let thine heart, which is that depository, retain my words. What are we retaining? We are retaining good doctrine, good teaching. Because if we do not retain within our hearts good teaching, good doctrine, we will be caught up with every whim of doctrine that's going on out there. And right now there is a whole lot of mess that's going on out there. And so at the end of the day, when we go back to be with God, we're going to be a spirit. We came here spirit, and we're going back to be a spirit. So we've got to make sure that we are, we are standing. We, 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 we know truth, and we are not uh, swayed by all kind of crazy stuff. So he says, retain it in your heart, his words. Then he says, keep my commandments and do what? Live. The only way we can have life L-I-F-E is by keeping the commandments of God. I mean, and I'm not talking about you get in one, uh, the Old Testament and stay there and don't come out. No, the whole, the whole thing is real. The Old Testament and the New Testament, all of it is God's word. You can't choose half of it and discard the other. That's not good sound teaching. Amen. So anybody tells you or try to teach you something different, then that's a lie straight from hell. That's why he says, you guard your heart. You protect your heart. Because see, once that teaching, once that doctrine comes into your heart, because the enemy, he wants to pull that out because he knows that's your lifeline. The word of God is our lifeline in today's world and even for the generations yet to come. So he says, guard your heart. We're talking about Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. Guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. He talks about with, it says, uh, for out of it are the issues of life. Well, when I first look at that word issue, I'm thinking, okay, so we know how we all have issues 
No, that word there in the Hebrew means it's an exit. It's an exit. It flows out. It means to flow out. So whatever a man puts on the inside is what's going to come out on the outside. So it's not about what you take in as far as uh, temporal or tangible or things that you eat. Uh, it is about what God, the word of God is into your heart, and that's what is going to be released. And we're going to get to that too. Let's look at Luke, and I've got to slow myself down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's look at Luke chapter number 6. St. Luke chapter number 6. St. Luke chapter number 6. And we're going to look at verse number 45. St. Luke, St. Luke. Yeah, St. Luke chapter number 6. Better yet, we're going to start with verse number 43. St. Luke chapter number 6, verse number 43. Are we there? Amen. Verse 43 says, For a good tree bringeth not forth what corrupt fruit. A good tree does not bring forth corrupt fruit. Neither doeth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Now, these fruits here, we're, we're, we're talking about the, uh, uh, um, the fruits of the Spirit. I mean, when we talk about we are trees of righteousness, and we are trees of righteousness, but we've got to make sure the kind of fruit that comes forth from the tree. Whatever's in the heart is the type of fruit that you're going to see on the outside. Amen? So it says, a good tree uh, bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither do a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. Verse 44 says, for every tree is known by what? His own fruit. You can't know me by somebody else's fruit. You can't know me by knowing Dr. Manley's fruit. That's not, that's not the Manley's fruit. My fruit is my fruit. It's the same thing when it comes down to the people in the body of Christ. It's, it's, you're known by your own fruit. So whatever we as a tree are producing, you can't say, well, because of this, this situation or because of that person, then this is why I'm bearing bad fruit. No, 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 no. The Bible says here, it says, for every tree is known by his own O-W-N fruit. So we have to take ownership of our own fruit. We're going to take ownership of our fruit. If we are a good tree, we're going to produce good fruit. Well, what comes forth from us is going to be good. We're going to be long-suffering. We're going to be loving. We're going to be caring. You know, we're going to be considerate. All these things, this is what we're going to be if we're producing good fruit from a good tree. Because you can't get, thank you, Holy Spirit, you can't get apples off an orange tree. It don't produce that. An apple tree produces apples. An orange tree produces oranges. It don't produce something else. It, you know, ain't no crossbreeding into that. Amen. When we start talking about crossbreeding, it's a man done done. And you can rest assured it is a mess, a hot mess. Amen. Now, verse 45, let's finish. Um, uh, no, I won't go to 45. 45 says, a good man out of the good, what? Treasure of his heart. You see, not only is, is the heart... Um, a depository where things are deposited, but the heart is also a treasure chest. See, that's where you keep your treasures in your heart. See, the heart is like the mind. See, and it is also about the mind. See, once we understand that this is a treasure chest, 
And you know, if you got gold, or if you got some money somewhere, you're not going to tell everybody where your goods are, right? So that means you're going to keep it locked up. You're going to keep it on, on, on the key, lock and key, because you're not going to reveal the, the treasures that you have to, to everybody out there in the world. You won't do that. I mean, why would you tell a thief where your goods are? You would be a fool, right? So it's the same that thing when it comes down to our heart. Our heart of treasure chest. And God has placed great treasures on the inside of our heart. So he said, this is just life. We got to understand what life is all about. He said, you got to protect this, the, the teachings and the doctrines that I have placed in there. Because Satan desires to, to, to bring in some bad seeds and put them in your heart. Because the next thing you know, you, it's the uh, weeds and, uh, will choke out that good seed. And next thing you know, you're, you're not sound. You won't have the sound doctrine anymore. So he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is what? Good. We're in verse 45. A good man, he says, out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. So whatever's in your heart, that's what's going to come out. So, so that's what we can understand. So therefore, we need to begin to uh, uh, put uh, good things in our heart. And let me give you something else that happened this week to me. Uh, uh, my sister uh, ended up in the uh, emergency room, and uh, she had kidney stones. And uh, praise be to God, they were released. But one thing also happened there. This is why we have to be careful when we're dealing with people. I remember it was about 12 o'clock, and I told her, I said, we're going to watch the news because I want to know the weather report. So she said, well, uh, at 12 o'clock, she said, I watched the, the uh, soap operas. <coughs> she said, don't you? I said, no. I said, I don't watch the soap operas. She says, um, but I watch them. I said, well, why do, you, why do you watch all that drama? Well, why, why do you look at all that mess? I said, that's drama. She, she says, she, she, this is how the, uh, she tried to equate it. She says, it's entertainment is what she said. She says entertainment. She said just like you, you're watching the football game and you're watching the races, she said it, that's entertainment for her. So I'm going to tell you how the Holy Spirit uh, uh, showed me how to get up from that mindset of watching them soap operas to, to, to what God does in my house. See, a lot of times we change up when other folk come to our house. Amen. We allow them to do what they normally do at their own house and we will backtrack on what we normally do at our own. Amen. We may compromise. So what I did, this is what the Holy Spirit instructed me to do. I said to her, I said, come on, I want you to watch this, 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 this uh, uh, message. Watch this, listen to this word. So the same word I released on Wednesday as far as that CD, I wanted her to hear that same word because it was a good word. Amen. When, it's, when somebody preaches a good word, I ain't got a problem with that. As long as there's truth in it. And so I said, come on, let's, let's watch this. So I knew that that was going to be 42 minutes, okay? And so I know them soap operas, the ones she would want to look at, the young and the rest is going to be 30. Yeah. So with them 42 minutes, she didn't get to see no young and the rest. Because, see, when she sat down and began to listen to it, and I sat right beside her, too. So I, and we began to listen to that word, amen? Because she had to come into my world. See, we as Christians, we got to learn to bring the, the sinner man into our world, not bring the, let the sinner man take us into their world. So I had to bring her into my world. And in my world, what we do there in our houses, you know, I sit and I do my devotion. I spend time with God. 
You know, I, I'm not about the soap operas and all this stuff, you know, today. I'm not about that. So as we finish the 42 minutes of, of, of that word, which is called shipwreck, praise be to God, you know, I, I thought about it. I said, well, here's another one he's preaching about. Here, this one was where the man had gotten delivered from drugs. So he was, uh, he was preaching. And so she sat there. That was 30 more minutes. Amen. So by that time, it was time for me to cook. So then when I got up to get ready to go cook, she comes and she follows me. Amen. So when she follows me, at that point, the Holy Spirit said, this is how you win them. You don't bring them, you don't allow them to take, allow them to take you into their world, but you bring them into your world, and your world is about me, talking about God. So for that period of time, she was able to get some word in her. How much word she normally gets, I don't know. But for that day, I know she got word in her. So, so the next morning, because she, she saw me, she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm studying my Bible. I'm studying my word. So the next morning when she gets up and I saw her, she get up and I have these books there where I, I do my devotion. So then I saw her walking over there and, she, and what she hadn't been doing, she began to do. She goes over there to my devotional book and she began to read the devotion. See, well, if I had not brought her into my world and my world was a world about God, then she never would have entered into that world. So that's just like planting that seed. So you plant that seed. And once you plant that seed, somebody else can come along and water, and God's going to give the increase. So my fruit from, from this tree was releasing the word, releasing the, the, the doctrine and the teaching of Christ. Now, it says, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. Then it goes on to say, and an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil, for of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. If you want to know what a person is all about, hang around them long enough, and because it's going to be released from their mouth. Because what's in the heart is going to be spoken. So it's so important that as we encounter people and, and we just listen long enough, we'll really know what kind of fruit that tree's got. We'll know. Even our, even our own selves. Sometimes we get to listen to our own selves too. Amen. When we listen to our own selves, we will know what kind of fruit we are bearing. So, so we've got to guard our hearts. You know, it's, this is life because there's so many things that's there that's competing for that word or that doctrine or that seed that's within your heart. There's so many things that's competing. You think about how much time that we spend with God. That, that, that everything is competing. Everything is competing for our time that we spend for God. Why? Because the, the world knows, the Satan knows that that which we need, which is the word of God, is what gives us life. And how do I know that? What's, 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 what are you saying to me, God? This is what I say. Let's, let's continue about this word life. Let's continue. We talked about that heart. You've got to protect it because that's where your teachings is. That's where the doctrine of God is. And this is, where, this is your lifeline. This is your lifeline. Amen. Now, uh, let's go to Matthew chapter number 15. And we also understand that, 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 that the heart is also a reservoir. It, it, it's a fountain. It, 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 gives forth, it gives forth that which we need. It releases what's on the inside. St. Matthew chapter number 15. St. Matthew chapter number 15. St. Matthew chapter 15. And we're going to look at verse 
verse number 18. Verse number 18. Verse number 18. St. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 18. It says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. See, here in this text, they, they were talking to Jesus about his disciples because they didn't wash their hands, so it was more external. That is not what, what defiles a man. God specifically explains to us, Christ does, what defiles a man. He says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from where? It comes from the heart. So whatever's in the heart, that's what's going to be released. Then, and that's also what's, what will be defiling to us. Now, verse 19 says, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. It's amazing that the first thing that he puts there is out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. In other words, the, it, it all begins with a thought first. Whatever takes place in our lives, right or wrong, it all proceeds and begins in the mind. It's, it formulates with a thought. And from that thought, all these other things is what's going to come out of it. Because, and then it talks about an evil thought. From out of the heart perceive evil thoughts. So what's up in here, it, it, it was thought before it manifests itself on the outside. Amen? Then it goes on and says, murderers, adulterers, fornicators, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemers. Verse number 20 says, these are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands the father's not a man. So we've got to be careful. And I'm not saying you just a license to go out and do wrong because you say, you know, God says in this book, because you know sometimes we can take the scripture and we can mess it up, amen, to justify our wrong, amen. So that's one of them evil thoughts. <laughs> that's one of them evil thoughts, okay. <laughs> one of them evil thoughts, oh, you see what the book said? This is how you got that wrong teaching. Well, God say, you know, I can take anything in because that don't defile me. What comes out of my heart is what defiles me. But see, that's one of them evil thoughts that's been crept in there so you can go do wrong. Amen. So that's not what Jesus is saying. Amen. Because, see, we, can, we, can, we as, as people, as mankind, we can mess up stuff. Amen. We can take the word of God and make it be whatever we want it to be to justify our wrong. Amen. But at the end of the day, it's still the same. But what is it about life? What is it about life? What is it about life that we all face? What is it about life? And we're almost done. What is it about life? Let's look at Matthew chapter number 7. Matthew chapter number 7. Matthew chapter number 7. Matthew chapter number 7. Are we there? We're going to begin reading at verse number 24, and we're going to kind of walk through this. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Verse 25 says, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. 26 says, 
And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So, so I said, God, what are you saying? He said, about life, what are you saying? He said, when you look at this text, this is what you will see. You will see that everybody was faced with the same situation. In life, we all are faced with the same situation. At some point in our life, we are faced with some type of situation that somebody else have already faced. Or someone is going to face. But, but the main thing about it is the how we deal with what we're, the hand that's been dealt to us. Now, we got to understand this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read exactly what God gave me. You know, it talks about how both houses were um, in, in the same condition. They're in the same condition. First thing happens in life, storms are what test us. They were both faced with a storm. The wise man had a storm. The, the foolish one had a storm. Same conditions. The conditions was exactly duplicate. But what made the difference was the foundation. The foundation in life for us, when it comes down to life and life situations, is the most important thing that we can ever have, the having the right foundation. Right foundation. All right, now. The next thing he says, living in the sunshine of life tells us about ourselves. In other words, living in the sunshine of life tells us about ourselves. You remember it, the, 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 the text here says, one hears and does the sayings, the other hears and does not do, do the sayings, but they both have the rain, they both receive floods, and they both received the wind. So in other words, it was, it, was a, it was hardships at a succession. In other words, one hardship right after the other. One hardship right after the other. One circumstance, one situation right after the other. But how you withstand the storm determines, is, is determined by your foundation. So it's easy, it's easy, God says, when the sun is shining. When you ain't had no rainy days. He says it's easy to walk. It's easy to tell somebody to hang in there when everything is going good in your life. He said, he said, it's easy to do that. Because he said, but what we don't do is remember this, that we will all have rainy days. We will all be faced with hardships. We will all be faced with trials. We will all be faced with temptations. But how we handle those situations is the determining factor whether or not we're going to stand. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Whether or not we're going to stand or fall. No, that, that's the determined factor. Then the next thing he says is this. He says, it is a storm that reveals the strength of your foundation. It is the storm in our lives that reveals the strength of our foundation. It's the storms. If you never test it, how do you know about what foundation, if your foundation is laid correctly? If you never test it. If you never test it with the storms of life, one storm is going to be a little bit harder than the other one. You know, rain falls. He didn't say it wasn't going to happen. He said, the Bible talks about the rain descended. In other words, yeah, 
trials and tribulations are going to come. It descends. But then there comes a time when there will be a progression. It will increase itself because he'll, what, God's, what God will do is he said, I'm going to turn up the, the fire a little bit more to see uh, if you, where you are, to see what you can handle. And what, what brought to my mind when we talked about the strength uh, of the foundation, when I heard the Lord say to me, he said, I'm showing you where your weaknesses are. Woo, God. I'm showing you. If I wasn't tested, or if you are not tested, thank you, Holy Spirit, you'll never know where your weaknesses are. But you've got to be tested. Because then that will let you know, well, I'm not as, I'm not as far as I think I'm at. You know, sometimes we think we, we all that in a bag of chips and, you know, we got it all going on until the storm comes. Come on, y'all, let's get real in the house. Let, let's get real. Until the storm hit a new door, You'll never know whether that you can weather that storm or not. You'll know exactly where you are with God. Amen. Because usually we start praying more. That, that's the number one thing. Immediately we begin to call on God. Well, what? God says, call on me in those sunny days. Because the rainy days are going to come. But if you don't have what you need during those sunny days, if you don't put what you need within your heart, come those and within your spirit, within your mind, because all of it's got to line up. The, the mind, the will, and the emotion. All of it's got to line up so that when the storm do hit, what will come forth from you will be God's words and not your words. Anybody been in a storm and your words came forth and not God's words? Amen. So he, what he's saying, he said, now, this is all part of life. All it's doing is revealing you your strength. Uh, what kind of foundation are you truly on? Then the next thing he says is, when you build your house by, by the codes or the standards of God, it will withstand any hurricane. When you build your house by the codes or, or, or by the standards of God, it will survive any hurricane. I thought about, I thought about, couple of things I thought about. When, when he was talking about the cessation of hardships, the first thing my mind went to was those people up there in Massachusetts with all that snow. One week, you know, before they could come up out of it, here comes some more snow. And once they begin to dig out from up out of that, thinking they got a breather, here comes more snow and ice. So it was the mindset that they had how whether or not they could weather that storm. So, so then the next thing I, I, uh, uh, I thought about when we're talking about uh, withstanding the hurricanes is when, when, when you see these um, tornadoes and the hurricanes, and, and sometimes you may, may see other houses standing and other houses are falling. You, and then you wonder, well, I wonder why it missed that house. It's not so much that it missed the house. It, it might have been up to codes. In other words... If, if, if they told you and, 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 and they say, you got to build your house by these codes. You got to have this, this length or this width or this size of lumber for whoever it be within your house to be able to uh, withstand the flood, then that's what you got to use. So if they use the right, the right uh, 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 material, thank you, Holy Spirit, if they use the right material, then their house was still standing. Sometimes we don't use the right material when we are going through a storm. See, if, see, the thing is, right now God is saying, God is saying this, 
He said, make sure we've got the right material. Make sure our foundation is laid out. He said, don't shortcut. A lot of times we want a shortcut. Have you ever like, you know, you, we know we're supposed to be spending time with God. We, we, we know that's where our strength lies. But then we, you know, we oversleep or we, there's something we may do. We get so busy, we get caught up, and we begin to shortchange short God. And what happens is, okay, when the storm comes, we don't have the right material. Because, see, the right material is the word of God. This is what helps us to sustain. So, so make sure, guys, and make sure, make sure our building, which is this, this Ephesus here, make sure our building, the, the body of Christ, our building is up to the standard of God. Make sure it's up to the code of God. Once it's up to the standard, it can, it can, with, it can withstand anything. Because if you think about it, look at this. The conditions were the same for both houses. But the difference was the, was the foundation they was on. In order for us to get that foundation, our foundation in Christ Jesus, we've got to understand what God is saying in the book. Someone gave me a word this week. Uh, someone that, that uh, uh, don't even go to this church, have not a clue of any of my challenges. And they called me, they live in another county, they called me and they said, they said to me, um, you were in my spirit. Y'all were in my spirit. You were in my spirit. And, and they said, well, they began to talk about, you know, uh, how we had been there for them. And they wanted to make sure they were there for us. And I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm one when, uh, being very careful when people come up to me and say, I got a word for you. I, I got to make sure it, it is from God. Amen. Because everybody got a word for you. I ain't really got a word for you. They may have one for themselves, you know. But you know if it's a word from God. And the word that they gave me, and, and, and they didn't say directly to me, I got a word for you. She, they said, this is the word that, that God has been put in my spirit, and I've been keep going back to it. And that word was Jeremiah chapter 31, I think it's verse number 16. And it says, refrain uh, your voice from weeping, refrain your eyes from tears. Your work will be rewarded. And then it goes on to say, and your, and your children that, is, that has been taken into the land of the enemy shall come again to their own borders. Now, that's, you know, you're talking about memorizing scripture. Some scriptures, you know, you've you, you got a problem memorizing. But that's one that I turn over with every single day. I mean, all through the day. Because it, it says, God said, refrain from that. Refrain from that. See, that's what gave me hope. See, when God gives us a word, when, when we're in a storm, God will send us a word, and that word will give us some stability. It'll make us straighten up. It, it'll help us. You know what I'm saying? He says, dry up your tears. Dry them up. He says, he says you're going to be rewarded for your work. And then what the, what the enemy took, God said, I'm going to bring it right back to you. Now, for somebody to tell you that, to give you that scripture that has no clue of what has happened in your life, you know it's got to be from God. And it lifted my spirit. It lifted my soul. It, it made me put a pep in my step and begin to mock in the name of Jesus. Because what God let me know, he said, these, these, this is life. We are tested by the storms of life. And he said, you make sure your foundation is built on the right thing. Make sure your foundation. This is what God is saying, saying to the body of Christ. So that you'll be able to withstand no matter what comes. Everybody's going to meet the same conditions. Prime example. Don't have the same conditions. 
they had the same conditions. They had the same situation, same circumstance. But the difference was the foundation. The difference was found at the foundation. Now, let's look at, see, that's what the wise man do. The wise man. See, the fool in his heart said there's no God. Huh. And we got a lot of fools running around out here. We got a lot of fools running around out here saying there's no God. But the Bible, the Bible even tells us that the fool says in his heart there's no God. But the wise man understands that we have to build on a solid foundation. When a house is taken off its foundation, the foundation is like, if it's properly laid, and you know what? You can't lay your foundation in any kind of weather. When you're in a storm, you cannot change your foundation. The foundation is already there. In the middle of a storm, in the middle of a storm, you cannot change your foundation. Why? Because the foundation has already been laid. You just got to weather the storm. And once the storm's over, then you got to get to building the right kind of foundation because you've just been tested to reveal to us what kind of foundation we really have. So the wise man understands that. So if we build correctly before the storm comes, because have you ever uh, looked at people and they're going to uh, uh, build a house and they get ready to pour the foundation? If it's raining, they're not going to pour the foundation. See, the weather's got to be right. So what God is saying to us, he said, make sure the weather is right so that when you begin to pull that foundation, it's going to be laid there. It's going to be laid properly so when the storms come, your foundation is going to be all right. But the foolish man, we got a lot of, we got a lot of them. The foolish man, because see, not only he shows us about the house, all the conditions are the same, and then the, the foundations are different, but he tells us about the two kinds of people. One wise because we can either be wise or we can be foolish. Now, the foolish man, number one, he does not. This is what God gave me. He miscalculates the weather. First thing he does, the foolish man, he miscalculates the weather. In other words, he thinks it's going to be sunny all the time. He thinks everything is going to be okay all the time. You know, he thinks everything is going to be uh, blooming, prosperous all the time. No, no. So that's the foolish man. Why do you think that God would put it in the book and he tells us to take a lesson after the ant? And I don't know where I'm going here. He says, take a lesson after the ant. I mean, the, the ant don't have a leader. Read the scripture. The ant does not have a leader. But they come together, they work together, and they gather up so that when hard time comes, they got what they need. It's just like the squirrel. He got enough sense to get, go out there and get his nuts when they're, when they're fruitful. When they're plenteous, but he got enough sense to go bury them too. You got to learn to do things. God put things in the book for a reason. He said, take a lesson after that. So when we miscalculate the weather, so so this part of life too. He said, this is part of life. When we miscalculate things, when in our good days, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. A lot of us have received some tax money. How many of us put some of that tax money away for a rainy day? Hello? How many of us have any of it back at all? Or did any of us take some of that and pay some bills off that we owe? So we won't have that indebtment anymore. See, we've got to learn. See, see that's, that's, sometimes we can miscalculate the weather. Because when we think that it's always going to be sunny, it's not always going to be sunny. Let, let me give you another example. Jeez, I, um, I also, I have, my, my, my nephew was with me this week. He, he, he works for, this man that owns all these buildings, and uh, uh, he does John Turrisers. This man owns all these buildings, 
He's, he's, his boss is wealthy, okay? His boss is wealthy. Lives in a three-story home, got all kind of swimming pools in the backyard and all these other buildings out there. But let me tell you what he said his boss man told them to do. He told them this. Same thing we've been taught already, too. He told them, he said, you better start putting up some stuff because stuff going to get higher and higher and higher. His boss man built him a shelter just to put food in it. And the reason why he says, then he don't have to pay the high prices when the high prices come. He said, the high prices are coming. But he says, what's going to happen is they slowly ease it up so you can recognize it's getting higher and higher and higher. So when they raise the minimum wage and the food is already high, you're thinking, oh, I'm gaining. You're really not gaining. You're still at the same place. Why? Because the food is still high. And it's going to keep on getting, so getting higher. So they're trying to bring it. They didn't bring it up where you can overcome or have more than enough. They brought it up where you can not even barely get by. So, so you've got to look at all of this. He said, you can't miscalculate. You know, a foolish man miscalculates the weather. He, he miscalculates the time, okay? And, so, and the next thing is, he did not build a bunker or a shelter or even a fallout shelter on the rock. In other words, when, when, when storms come, you've got to have some protection. The foolish man didn't have any protection. Why? He built it on the sand. All he saw was the blue, he, the, <laughs> all he saw was the blue water and the sunny sky and, and this cool breeze. Just, I mean, you know, he, he, early in the morning, he saw the sun come up. And, 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 and late at night, it was just, just so sweet, and he could see the stars in the sky. But he didn't know that sometimes that the, the, the ocean gets agitated. He didn't realize that it gets agitated sometimes, and it regurgitates itself, and he has to throw some stuff up, just like man does. And when it throws uh, things up out of it, then it comes up and, and, and right where it is. So the foolish man sometimes forgets. Listen, baby, baby, God said, no, no. You better make sure you got some protection. Because right now, if you don't know who your, who your protector is, and who is it is God, because God's word says, do not put your trust in man. You don't put your trust in the government. Come out, come out of the food stamp situation. Come, come out of that, uh, 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 um, going out and get all this. Come out of that. Come out of that mindset. Because you know what? After a while, that stuff's going to be cut off. You've got to be able to, 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 be able to, 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 to go forth and say, okay, God, you bless me with this. Teach me, God, how to be a good, I hear your Holy Spirit. Teach me how to be a good steward over what you, God, has given me. See, it's, we are stewards over what, what God has given us. Now, God has given us the earth. We, we understand that because he told us that he has given the earth to men. But then we've got to be good stewards over what God has given us. We're going to be good stewards. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then do, he says, do not use inadequate material. Do not use inadequate material. Study the book. Study the Bible. Don't get you a one devotional book and think that's going to be. Because that's happening. We, I, I run into people all the time. They say, well, I do my devotion. I do my devotion. But they never talk about reading the, the Word of God. See, you can't use inadequate material. You've got to use what God says. That's why you've got to hide that word in your heart. Because all kind of teachings, all kind of doctrines is coming forth out here. All kind of stuff. God said, hide that word in your heart. And, then, and, and that foolish man, he can't, and we've already spoken on this, 
cannot change your foundation in the midst of the storm. The foolish man, the foolish man, he was in the midst of the storm and he could not. He could not change his foundation. Couldn't do it. Now, the next question is God says, can you trust me when your life is confusing? Can you trust me, God says, when your life is in confusion? Can you trust me? Will you rely on God when you, when you are weak, when you're, when you're weak and you're straight? Will you rely on God's strength? Rely on God. Rely on what God's saying. You know, rely, rely on, I think, I hear the Holy Spirit. Rely on his words when it, when it looks dark. Can we trust God when it looks dark in your life? And I, I, I received that too this week. Might have been last week. It was trust God. Can we, can we trust God 